everyone, and welcome back into Whisper in the Wings from Stage Whisper. We have a wonderful show to be sharing with you today. And joining us to talk about it, we have the co-playwright, co-director, and producer, Nicholas Kennedy, and the co-director and technical director, Lauren McAuliffe. And of course, they're here to talk to us about the show Egg Frame, which is playing September 1st through the 10th at the John Cullum Theater at ATA. Tickets and more information can be found at eggframeplay.com. And while you're there, you can use the promo code Stage Whisper, all one word, lowercase, for $5 off. So let's go ahead and welcome in our guests. Well, thank you for having us. Yes, thank you so much for having us, Andrew. We're we're happy to be here and we're excited to 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 have, you know, people come and see this crazy yes. play. It's it's absolutely uh, a cerebral surreal knockout and I'll just first start by saying the people that really helped me make it are, you know, of course, Lauren here. Like I would have never been able to make this play without her. She is the only person that truly gets me. And I don't know what I'd do without her. So I never, I don't think I ever got to really say that out loud. And now I'm saying it out loud on a podcast. So I want to make it nice. Yeah. I guess (laughs) was it genuine? Who knows? Oh, we'll do the so pleasantries sweet. now because we've just been going crazy with this play. The we have, we have been. We... <laughs> <laughs> but I love, um, that. And, and I want. I mean, this is such a wonderful show that you have, Egg Frame, and you are. I mean, we're speaking on the thirty first of August, so the opening night is tomorrow. You guys yeah. are in in the thick of it. So I want to start with you, Nicholas, and I want to find out. You know, tell us more about what Egg Frame is about. So Eggframe tells the story of a locksmith who a locksmith named Alan, Alan Kowalski, who lives in this in this little apartment building in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And one day he wakes up to to find his his own door bent from its hinges and he has to fix it himself. And it's kind of a mystery play about who bent the hinges of this door. Whilst that's all going on, he has to take care of his his wife who suffers from early onset dementia and it's it's a comedy and then it w- before right before you you think everything is just going to be all laughs and giggles it turns into an absolute tearjerker it's a challenge Lauren and I have like a like an absolute like like challenge like not tearing up at the end oh, of yeah. it because it it gets so emotional it gets so emotional and and a, a bit of this play is is inspired by my grandmother Dolores Taylor who unfortunately suffered from dementia and when i was in high school i took care of her for a little bit my last summer before i moved to new york and you know so i kind of dedicate the whole the whole thing to her because she was such a sweet angel of a woman she she grew up in such a, a struggling time during the depression and you know she really was the nicest person if if she entered a room everyone was glued to her she had a beautiful smile and so i i feel like this is really therapeutic for me writing this play because it, it it's like keeping her alive in my heart after she passed away a couple of years ago yeah. oh, i love that and i'm so sorry to hear yes. about your loss i love that you've brought this issue and this story you know onto the stage for people to to experience to relate and and even to process their own through nobody talks about this issue even in real life 
I've barely seen any media about any dementia or any memory issue. And so I think it portrays it in a really truthful and empathetic light, which was really important to me. And so I'm, I'm very happy we were able to touch upon it in what, what I think is the right way. Yeah. If you would agree. Yeah. 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 So Nicholas, how did you come up with the idea to write this show? You know, what, what gave you the idea to write this show? I think it was really just sitting down with the, the, that thing that you mentioned earlier that you talked about with, with your, with your relative who had the cardiovascular dementia of, of, coming downstairs or coming into their home and them asking you the same questions over and over again. And I wanted to write a story or write at least like a sequence where, where the audience has to experience that to kind of create that. So that's fantastic. Now, Lauren, you are the co-director of the show. You're also the technical director of the show, which is fabulous. Oh, thanks. Women who are technical directors. That's wonderful. Me too. (laughs) What has it been like developing Egg Frame? Well, I will say to the credit of the writers, Nicholas and Jim, it's a lot easier when the writing is great. (laughs) I think the big thing was trying to stage this in a way that physically represents what dementia feels like to the person who's experiencing it. So it's a bit fragmented. We repeat things in strategic ways so that hopefully it feels like you're inside the mind of both the character Dolores, who who's suffering, and her husband, Alan, who is the locksmith. So basically this play, it's a it's a great ensemble piece. As as Alan's trying to fix fix this door every single neighbor barges in and bothers him and throughout that you learn about each different neighbor but you're experiencing it from the viewpoint of alan's psyche and then dolores's psyche oh i love that though that's wonderful now nick if i can start with you on this next one what is the message or thought you're hoping that the audiences will take away from egg friend (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I guess I I, I care a lot about how people feel. I care about people's feelings and emotions a lot. So after they watch this, I want them to feel like they need to sit down after sitting down for an hour and Mm -hmm. 40 minutes. And I want them to feel like they aren't alone with dealing with people who suffer from cognitive illness. And I want also people to feel like there's always room and time for you to change and make the right Mm. decisions in life. You can always turn over a new leaf. You can always create new discoveries. And, and I think in egg frame, some of those, some of those themes and and characteristics are cracked here and there. So wonderful. What about you, Lauren? What's the message or thought you're hoping audiences take away? I don't know if I could top his answer to be real with you. So I'll just try to, so what he said, I guess I'll add a little a little something. I think one theme of this play, through both the writing and the staging, just emphasizes how we're all going through losses at the same time. And you may not even realize that the person mm-hmm. who lives next door to you is going through the exact same thing. I like that. Yeah. And kind of that that we're that thing of we're all going through it. Let's be kind. 
Yes. That also a great message. (laughs) Well, wrapping up the first part of this interview, I'm going to start with you, Lauren, and ask, who do you hope have access to this show? I would love anybody who is going through or love someone who has any type of memory issue to come see it be portrayed in this light and hopefully can feel a bit cathartic for them. And I think it really, we really do have such a great ensemble show that features so many different characters, but anybody who feels like they're down on their luck and they're, they're ready for it to turn around. Mm-hmm. It's lovely. Is that too cheesy? No, <laughs> no, no, no. That's lovely. I don't know. No. And then it's Nicholas so as the co-playwright, the co-director and the producer of the show, who do you hope have access to the show? The 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 young the young people the 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 the, the, the millennials Gen Zs the 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 young audiences we need we need young people in the theater we need theater is so important it it it, it gives education to to everyone it gives inspiration it gives a place of safety for at least one or two hours you have this this little place to sit and and quietly watch another story being told so you can forget about the the craziness that's going on outside so i i i would love for you know young a, a younger audience to have access to this and of course i would love people who are from all 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 walks of life to have access to it in general I now want to switch to the second half of our interview, and I want to give a chance to our listeners to get to know you a little bit better on a personal level. And I want to start by asking you, what or who inspires you? What playwrights, composers, or shows have inspired you, or are just some of your favorites? And Lauren, I'm going to start with you on this question. In general, I I love to laugh. I always have a soft spot for that. As And as much as We've been saying that this show is horrifically sad. It is. It's also funny. My favorites. I love, this isn't a musical. Sorry, everybody. But my my favorite favorite is Sondheim. May he rest in peace. I love him. Everything that he does is absolutely brilliant. And my favorite play is called Jean Jackets and Red Pandas. And it, <laughs> and it was written by Nicholas Kennedy. It's true. It's true. Oh, that's okay. Me. Your turn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What about you, Nick? <laughs> <laughs> oh, put me on the spot. I'll, 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 I'll give you three since we'll go through the three parts of this job of being producer, playwright, and director. So, my favorite 
producer. She does more film and television, but is Catherine Bigelow. I think she's one of the the most underrated producers for for film and theater and entertainment. She made this wonderful movie in the 80s called Born into Flames, where it was like this feminist radical movie where women take over New York City. And it's an mm. absolute riot of a film. I love it to pieces. And then she made The Hurt Locker, which is also a fantastic movie. But then my favorite playwright by far is Eugene Ionesco. I love absurd theater. He is a genius. He's a madman. Uh, that, that's a tie. Eugenie Inesco and Charles Elmy. Those two were just absolute geniuses. And I think Charles Elmy's still around somewhere in New York. If he would ever get to see this play, it would be a dream. Or any of my work, that would be a dream. But, you know, I don't, who knows where that man is? He's he's quite an interesting character. If you're a playwright, you're kind of off the wall. So I'm off the wall, at least. So, And then uh, director... Probably Lauren McAuliffe. She's my favorite director. She she knows how to get everyone's attention in a room. She knows every note she gives is perfect. So I'm I'm very thankful to have her. Thank you. <laughs> two great lists. I love this. I love that you two admire That's wonderful. More of that in the theater. That's fabulous. Yeah. Let me ask you two. What is your favorite part about working in the theater? And Nicholas, I'm going to have you kick us off on that one. Uh, Favorite part of working in the theater is when everyone is here and it feels like there's electricity between the cast and the crew. That moment right before you open a show and everyone is doing their job and we all feel like this cohesive, well-oiled machine and like that we were supposed to be there. But specifically i love i love it when the when the stage manager does that first that first <laughs> call and the in the in the whole thing gets rolling so that's my my favorite part of in the in the theater production experience is right when you open that first show and it's all that work all that effort all those rehearsals you put your your heart and soul into finally pay off so i could that's not nice. agree more that is a wonderful yeah. feel yeah <laughs> lauren what about you there's just something about theater. Nick and I, him more than me these days, but we both work in TV and film and have degrees in TV and film. And as much as I love it, there's something about theater collaboration that's really different because we do just have to be on that level of synergy because it always feels like you're doing the absolute impossible, especially if you're doing independent theater. Yeah. There's just this collaboration that, it has to happen. Mm -hmm. the, the 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 job titles, once again, and yeah. independent, especially, yeah. really just flow into each other. And we all need each other to make it happen. Yeah. And in being in the theater, I like pulling my hair out tech week and sitting in the chair opening night. And it's perfect. It's the best <laughs> feeling ever. Yes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Because it's that moment. <laughs> Where you're like, is this going to work? Is this going to work? And then, of course, it's going to work. It all comes together. And then you're like, wow, look how awesome that is. Exactly. Those are two fabulous answers. I love that. And it leads me to ask you both now my favorite question to ask guests, which is, what is your favorite theater memory? The first or second time I ever came to New York about eight or nine years ago, nine, ten years ago. Oh, God, I'm getting old was when we saw Curious Incident and it was such a beautiful play. And the choreography, 
the actors, the 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 technical work done. I wanted to just jump on the stage. I wanted to just I just I there was just this thing in me where I just wanted to jump on on that stage and be a part of the show somehow. And it and it 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 gave me this eternal flame because I was <laughs> going through a weird point in high school where when you're graduating from high school and you're you're one of those theater kids and you're you're debating whether you should leave your small town in the middle of nowhere to go try to do this and everyone's saying you probably shouldn't and then you go to new york and you see a play and you're just like oh no i need to be here i have to be here so that's that was fine that's so good yeah did you, did you mine's less good that. <laughs> <laughs> love that well, oh, what is your favorite theater memory i guess i'd have to go with my first ever show it was special to me because I was in fourth grade and my school, I had just moved to a new school that year. So I was, I had no clue what was going on. I was, I was so unhappy that I got my first email address that year and I would send my parents quote unquote death threats, which was just me saying, I'm going to kill you if you make me move with like a clip art of like a haunted house. So like needless to say, I was not happy to move. And then, and then once I did, the high school was doing a production of The Wizard of Oz. So they sourced actual like elementary schoolers to be the munchkins. And I just felt so accepted by, you know, the cool older kids. And I think because that experience was so great, it just set me off. I just could never stop after that. With death threat email? Yeah, <laughs> I was serious. What's going on? I used my email for everything back then. I was so excited for that. And I just Mine want to clarify. Once I got a locker, I was so into it because it took me like a million tries to get it open the first time. So when I did, I was like, oh, this is where I put everything. Yeah, there's pride there. I'm gonna put I'm gonna put all my secrets in this little sixth grade locker. <laughs> yeah. I just want to clarify <laughs> that she she never stopped since then acting, <laughs> not emailing death threats. <laughs> To this day, if you to get a weird email from with some strange clip do you, art. Do you still have that email? No, the email address was like froggy9 or something. I wish I could recover it. <laughs> so if you get a chain email that ends with the death threat yeah. with a haunted house, we know who it's coming from. Exactly. No, I love both of those. Those were fabulous, fabulous yeah. memories. So thank you so much for sharing those. Thank you. <laughs> do you do you have any other projects or productions coming on the pipeline that we might be able to plug for you? Yeah, yeah. we might as well plug Jillian. Let's plug Let's her. plug Jillian. And we can plug Jillian and Jim while we're here. So you do Jillian, I'll do Jim. How about that? All right. So we have a lovely, lovely, brilliant actor. Her name is Jillian Britt. And she just wrote a play called The Beholden. And it is going to be going up at the end of October. Witchy vibe, Halloween vibe. At the chain. At the chain theater. Do you know the exact dates? I do not. TBD. TBD, but it is. It's <laughs> called the Beholden. Um, Written by Jillian Britt. Britt. I'm going to be directing it. Nick will be producing it. Yes, and Jim Grant, Jillian's partner, also in this play. Also in this Ed play. Brain. Yeah, the four of us. We we call ourselves the Trapezoid. We're like a a, a fine tuned Trapezoid, getting things done. She he excuse me, Jim is currently in post-production for a film that he directed that I DP'd for him called Cream Puff. And it's it's kind of a, a comedy sketch, a surreal comedy sketch about uh, a couple getting the last cream puff at a at a little coffee shop in New York mm -hmm. City. 
and that's soon to be out in the next month or two. So, oh, and then I'll, I'll just plug, <laughs> I'll plug my. I'm in a. I'm in a, for a graduate school. I'm I'm making a thesis film called yeah. Sky Colored Grass. That's going to be screening at the SVA Theater uh, next June. So, very cool. Yeah. Well, that leads to my final question, which is: if our listeners want more information about Egg Frame or about either of you, perhaps they'd like to reach out to you. How can they do so? Egg Frame. Play.com for tickets and more. For tickets and more. Shoots, I was off. <laughs> Our Instagram is just egg frame play. So feel free if you have questions about the show and you want to reach out on Instagram, feel free to DM us. We yeah. will get back to you. Yes. Yes. Perfect. Well, Nicholas, Lauren, thank you so, so much for taking the time to speak with me today about this very important and wonderful show and just sharing all your thoughts. This has been wonderful. So thank you so much for your time. Oh my gosh. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Thank this you for making so time. We're, we're so lucky. We're a small little company, but we're mighty. We're, 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 <laughs> we're, we're, we're scrappy. That's the word. We're a scrappy little company of actors and crew members. And we're going to, we're going to, we're going to try to make the world know of this play the best we can. Thank you um, for being a part of that. Thank you. My guests today have been the co-playwright, co-director, and producer, Nicholas Kennedy, and the co-director and technical director, Lauren McAuliffe, whose show Egg Frame opened September 1st and is playing through the 10th at the John Cullen Theater at ATA. You can get your tickets and more information by visiting eggframeplay.com. And while you're there, make sure you enter the promo code STAGEWHISPER all one word, all lowercase, to get $5 off tickets. You can also visit eggframeplay.com or find them on Instagram at eggframeplay to reach out to them or find out more information about their upcoming projects or productions. We're going to have all this information posted on our episode description as well as on our social media posts. But make sure you head over to eggframeplay.com right now Hit that promo code stage whisper in there and get your tickets for Egg Frame playing the 1st of September through the 10th at the John Cullum Theater. So until next time, I'm Andrew Cortez reminding you to turn off your cell phones, unwrap your candies, and keep talking about the theater in a stage whisper. Thank you. If you like what you hear, please leave a five-star review, like, and subscribe. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at Stage Whisper Pod. And feel free to reach out to us with your comments and personal stories at stagewhisperpod at gmail.com. Our theme song is Maniac by Jazzar. Other music on this episode provided by Jazzar and Billy Murray. You can also become a patron of our show by logging on to patreon.com slash stagewhisperpod. There you will find all the information about our backstage pass as well as our tip jar. Thank you so much for your generosity. We could not do this show without you. The lights of old.